Greetings all. Before we start the show, we have a brand new patron to thank, Aurelia. Welcome to the party, Aurelia. Yeah, we're so glad you came. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon if you can. Now, on with the show. Hi, Dad. Hello, Rasa. How you doing? Got my sneakers laced and I'm ready to play. Are you ready to run into knowing everything? Yes, I am. Okay, let's do it. Today, I have a theory about magic. Abracadabra, what is it? My theory is that magic is real, but we're so used to it, we don't even see it. Whoa, can you give me an example? Take snow. Normally, we would not think of snow as magic, would we? No, more like something I got a shovel. Yeah, but think about it. There's thousands of these intricate shapes. Each one is different, and they're teeny, and they're cold, and they fall from the sky. Cold crystal magic. Yeah, or hummingbird. Hummingbirds are amazing. Their wings beat so fast, they're a blur. They are teeny dragons is one analogy, but maybe they're even cooler. Indeed. Or hey, what happens when mom makes tea every morning? She boils water with fire. Bubbles actually pop up out of the pot. And this magical orange substance that can sometimes even be blue or purple and lines that move and dance around. I didn't even know what you were talking about. And now I realized, oh, you had told me, fire. Yeah. In our everyday life, there's a lot of things, maybe even all of them, that are magical. We just don't consider them magic because they actually happen. The moon coming up at night and the sun coming out in the morning. All the animals, not just the hummingbirds. Not to mention our amazing technology, from cars to cell phones. We can talk to someone on a different continent. There's a great quote from a science fiction writer I like, Arthur C. Clarke. A sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. But I guess that's true of everyday things, too, that people didn't create. Like fire, water, hummingbirds. Those may be the most magical of all. The world is full of magic. We just have to stop and notice it and appreciate how cool it is. Does this mean I'm a wizard and you're a witch? Well, when I fly, it's on an airplane, not a broomstick. But I get free snacks, and that's pretty magical, too. today's poem? I sure am. What is it? It's called Leisure by W.H. Davies. What is this life if, full of care, we have no time to stand and stare? No time to stand beneath the boughs and stare as long as sheep and cows? No time to see When woods we pass, 
where squirrels hide their nuts in grass. No time to see in broad daylight, streams full of stars like skies at night. No time to turn at beauty's glance and watch her feet, how they can dance. No time to wait till her mouth can enrich that smile her eyes began. A poor life this, if full of care, we have no time to stand and stare. I want to just lie back and let those words sink in, but may I read them myself? Yeah. Leisure by W.H. Davies. What is this life, if full of care, we have no time to stand? and stare. No time to stand beneath the boughs, and stare as long as sheep and cows. No time to see when woods we pass, where squirrels hide their nuts in grass. No time to see in broad daylight, streams full of stars like skies at night. No time to turn at beauty's glance, and watch her feet, how they can dance. No time to wait till her mouth can enrich that smile her eyes began. A poor life this is, if full of care. We have no time to stand and stare. I like that poem. It tells you, be mindful. Life would just be sad if you rush from place to place. And never take time to stop and notice the little things. Yeah, I often think of sitting on a bench or something and watching life go by. But in this case, it's standing and staring. And that suggests a little bit more degree of attention, but still letting the activity come to you. Which was your favorite activity that standing and staring enhanced in this poem? trying to find where the squirrels hid their nuts in the woods because it's just something you got to really look for, really focus on. I liked the streams full of stars in broad daylight. And I guess stars might mean pretty rocks, but I think of it as meaning silvery fish going by that, again, you might not notice. I was by the river recently myself, And while I didn't see fish, I saw all manner of creepy, crawly, flying insect things on the trees by the riverbank. And it was so cool to see this kind of zoo that was there, but only if I went slow enough to stop and notice it. And the poet seems to be arguing, if you really love someone, the best way to show it isn't to do something, but to notice all the big and little things that you like about them. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. This question comes from Maya in Southeast Idaho. And Maya's vexing question is, how are crayons made? That's a great question. I'll look it up. Do some coloring and get back to you.
and I've got the answer to Maya's vexing question. Crayons are made from a variety of different waxes, mostly a wax called paraffin. The wax is melted at 62 degrees Celsius. Some chemicals are added to make the wax stronger and less sticky. Then the wax is dyed for whatever color the crayon is going to be. More wax is added and the mixture is blended together for about 45 minutes. Then the wax is pumped into a machine, which puts the wax in molds shaped like crayons and then covers them completely with cool water, hardening the wax. A blade then scrapes off the extra to be recycled. A cart takes them to the labeling machine. They are labeled and sorted and off they go into boxes and the world. Wow, it's like a recycling plant, a swimming pool, a playground, a kitchen, all at the same time in one factory. Yeah, you've got to mix, form, cool, and then slice and dice. Do you have a favorite crayon color? Well, my favorite color is turquoise. So I really like turquoise crayons. And there's special boxes with under-the-sea colors, and they can be sparkly, and it's all just great. I wonder if I were in the box of crayons, would I want to be your favorite so I'd get handled the most, or your least favorite so I'd last the longest? Hmm. If you were a crayon, I'd make sure to have a backup box so you could always stay safe. Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Join us on Patreon, shop our store, submit your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 100 previous episodes at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.